lastly, under the understanding of trust. Trust. And, and, and I, wa- I want to share this because uh, as we walk into this, we take a look at what was going on with Peter the night prior to being crucified. We walked through it with him. And if you remember correctly, we pulled our, our text from John 13. And just as a reminder, let's read through that text this morning. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. (laughs) And Jesus answered him, will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. And as we explained to you, it would be around 1200 AD that there would be verses and chapters attributed to the scriptures for convenience. But they're not in the original. In the original, verse 38 of chapter 13 is not where Jesus finishes speaking to Peter. He goes on to talk to Peter as he's talking to us really at the same time. And and he says in John 14, in in verse 1 there, let not your heart be troubled. So he's coming right after. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. And then again, straight to Peter, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. I want to get into some some very solid teaching when it comes to to trust this morning. And and when you talk about trouble, just want to remind you very quickly, I'm going to hit some bullet points from last week and we'll go right into this this morning. What does it mean? What does troubled mean? It is water that has been stirred up. Water that has been stirred up. And what that means, and I'm going to be going through this rather quick on the bullet point, so kind of stay with me if you can. But it means agitation. There's agitation in your life. (laughs) Agitation, and along with that comes shame. Shame. So you've got agitation. You're troubled. There's agitation. There's shame. And then there's also self-condemnation. And, and, and I'm not talking about something that's ethereal or something that's happened. I'm talking about when it says troubled, troubled, it's now happening. That's the idea. It's in the moment. It's at this time. It's not something in the future or past. It's right now. And when you take a look at what happened to Peter, can you imagine getting impacted? You just told Peter you would go with him and die. And Jesus said, "Uh, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. Can you imagine what came over Peter at that point in time? The stomach, the trouble, the anxiety. They they just learned that, that somebody's going to betray him. 
And now, Peter, you're going to deny him. What you have happening is that Peter has suddenly looked into the abyss of his own helplessness. Because I want you to see something here. In case you missed last week, I, I, I want you to, to, to grab it, and, and I'm going to build it before I tell it to you. But you got to understand that until you have been right here at this moment, you'll never know what the gospel really is. Until you, unfortunately, here's the thing. Peter's looking into the abyss of his helplessness. What's going on? Again, his helplessness. Because Peter would be, again, hearing his words, Oh, no, Lord, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll die with you. And what he's coming to realize is that he would know all the promises he had made to himself and to God were based on him, Peter, his own strength his own ability, his own mindset, his own willpower, his own pride, his own... You, you get the idea. Everything that he's saying is coming from him, himself. And now he's looking into the abyss of that hopelessness that, that, that Jesus has just told him, <laughs> you're going to mess up, Peter? But do not let, let not your heart be troubled. In other words, what it's saying, let not, it's don't allow it. Refuse it. Refuse it. Do not. In other words, you know, don't, don't, don't let it, don't, don't let it in. Don't, don't let it, you know, just say no. But here's the thing. Jesus said, right at that point, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, as I shared with you last week, that, that word believe can be better translated trust. Jesus said, trust in me. Believe is trust. That's what that word is. Now, now understand... You believe, trust in God, trust in me. Peter, trust in me. You know, I learned a long time ago that you can't serve the Lord until you've let him serve you. Now, I'm, I'm hitting that point right now because what we get to understand here is that when we trust him, he is for us. I gave you the example last week of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And what did Peter say? Oh, no, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. Uh, yeah, unless you allow me to wash your feet, Peter, you have no part in this whatsoever. So, uh, so again, he comes to serve us. To, it, it, it's, how can I say this? Friend, it's not me. It's not with my strength I'm going to serve the Lord. C can you grab that? I, I'm going to tell you straight up, it's amazing how many Christians have been conditioned through something called religion? And I gave definition to what religion is uh, this past Wednesday. Religion, you want to know the definition of religion? Religion is return to bondage. That's what it means. Religion means a return 
to bondage. And what religion does is it puts us in that place. I've got to do it. It's up to me. I've got to make it work. A Christian is supposed to be able to do this. They're supposed to be able to live right. They're not supposed to make mistakes. Good luck with that one. Because then we become nothing more than liars when we try to cover it up and pretend it didn't happen. Look, it's not me. It's not with my strength that I'm going to serve the Lord. Jesus said, I am your strength. It's not your strength presented to me. Do you, do you get that? You're not coming to God presenting what you're doing or how you're doing it or how well, because most of us then we shy away from God. We back away from God because we don't feel worthy. We feel guilty. We feel like we've messed up. We feel like we're no good. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you're no good. Okay, now you got that out of your system. Let's go on. But here, see, that this is my point. That's what religion does. It comes along and declares, hey, you're guilty. Look at you. You can't even, you can't. And, and God's going to love somebody like you. God's going to work with you. No, no, you're just isolating yourself from God. God can't, you know, you're just, you can't do it. You can't live it. How many notice? God's not after how well we do or how well we don't do because Jesus comes for the heart. I want you to think about that for a second. He doesn't come for your actions. He doesn't come for your mindsets. He comes for your heart. So we're working on this idea of trust. Trust. Say that with me. Trust. So now he, he turns to Peter and he says to Peter, trust in me. And Peter, when this thing happens, trust in me. When you blow it, when you mess up, trust in me. I see so many, quote, believers under the bondage of a mindset that they were taught for who knows how long concerning religion. They back off of God. They don't trust God because they can't trust themselves. Again, listen. Trust demands the one we trust is living now and is immediate with us. Trust demands the one we trust is living now and is immediate to us. As I said last week, I'll say it again. I can't trust a dead person. You can't trust somebody who's dead. Do I have a witness in the house? I mean, they're gone. I, I mean, they served their generation and now they're gone. I cannot trust an absent person. Not really. I, I, I mean, a person I trust must be eye to eye. And I'm saying that with me because it's a relationship. Trust is a relationship. Friend, can I put it this way? I, I cannot trust a book. 
oh, I have watched people try to govern themselves through a book that's based on somebody else's testimony. I mean, I can't trust a book that hangs in the vacuum. Not, I'm, just think about it. I, I mean, I can trust the author of the book, but I can't trust a book that, again, hangs in that, that vacuum. He said, Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. 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 Me, me, me. Say that with me. Me. I, I want you a person. Living God with us. He says, I've come into your darkness. I've come into your troubled heart. I've come into your raging senses. And I'm here to save you from yourself to make you a new creation. He says, trust me. Trust is other-centered. Other-centered. Let me say it this way. When you're troubled, the default is self-pity. <laughs> Poor me. He picked on me. Poor me. I'm not like all the others. This is poor me. It's whiny, right? I'm troubled. I'm looking for a pity party. Did you all get my invitation? If you trust, it's because you know a person well enough to trust them. Trust is a relationship. It's, it's not a head thing. Hello? It's not some head thing that, that I believe that, okay? Trust is a relationship which means that it's going to grow. How many know relationships grow? So don't tell me you've got to relate. Oh, I'm going to get nasty here. I'm sorry. I hope, I hope Bridget super glued the hymnals there in your, in your cubicle. Don't tell me you've got a relationship with God if nothing has changed in the last week let alone years. I'll say it again. Trust is a relationship. It's because you know a person well enough. And, and, and how do I put it? I'll trust more next week than I do this week. But it's the relationship to a person. But it's not just a relationship. It's, and, and I'll use this word, it's abandonment. Abandonment. I let go. I, I let go. I, I'm trusting that person. And, and it's, you know, there's an interesting verse in Proverbs. I'm sure you remember it. It's, it's right there in, in Proverbs 3 in your notes. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your paths straight. Lean not. Lean not on your own understanding. Say that with me. Lean not 
on your own understanding. It refers, in actual fact, to holding a king. Okay? You know what I mean? Those of you who know what I mean as far as walking with a king, my dad used to walk with a king. He had a bad hip. And so he would walk with that cane and, and, and so forth. He had hip surgery, and after hip surgery, he still walked with the cane as he was going through ther therapy. I think he held on to the cane a little too long if you want, because what happens is that cane produces something, and there's a fear that without that cane, what's going to happen? When he was holding it, he felt secure. The idea of letting go terrified him. He was saying, if I don't have that cane, I can't walk. So he leaned on his cane. Does that make sense? We all lean on our cane of, I, I, I can't do it. Uh, oh, I, I can handle it. My, my, my promises, my promises holds good. You know, as far back as Proverbs, it says, throw away your cane. Lean not on your own understanding. Rather, it says what? Acknowledge. And that word acknowledge, can you take a look at it and see right in the middle of it, what's that word in the middle of acknowledge? No. Acknowledge. No means to have intimate relationship. It is saying trust with all your heart. It, 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 hmm, trust. Throw away all expectancy of yourself. Let me give you a freebie. Guilt. What is guilt? Something that you messed up or blew, so you're ashamed, so now you have something called guilt. What is guilt? Guilt is, you want to write it down? Unmet expectations. You have expectations of yourself. They're unmet. That's guilt. So I come here and I throw away the expectancies of myself. Everything I've put on myself, everything I've been influenced in, everything I've been taught. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to handle that. I'm supposed to be able to go here. I'm supposed to be able to live my life accordingly. I'm supposed to. And, and guess what? You end up living in your own strength, trying your own ability, doing your own power, and trying to accomplish it for God. How's that working for you? Trust in yourself with all your heart, right? Wrong. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And stop leaning on your understanding. Know him in every minute of your life and he will make your path straight. Wow. Put that together in that verse. That applies to all of us. Not just Peter and not only to those that are going through what Peter went through, but 
every one of us. This is how this is how you live this life. Trust in me. Which means I'm going to trust his love. Yeah. Oh, we, we trust his love, especially in meetings like this, right? It's so easy. And, 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 and we all believe God loves us. But when you're troubled, that's the last thing you think of. You're, you're questioning, first of all, why did God let this happen? Why did he make me like this? We, we, we blame God for the trouble and we blame God for ourselves and and the last thing that we think of is that you know that God is good and God is love and he loves me and 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 and, and I'm in his embrace yeah right trust everybody's watching so I just Trust him means I abandon myself to his all, to this all-embracing God. He never stops being there for us. Really? Why does God never stop being there for us? Because trust, my friend, is a covenant and the truth is, <laughs> we don't know much about that in America today, do we? There is very little trust in this company, or company, country. There's a lot of suspicion. It's more like, yeah, I trust you, but trust, really trust, is born of covenant. We've talked so much about this. Covenant is not a contract. Contracts have ifs in them. Oh, I'm going to say that again. Somebody needs to hear that. Covenants are not contracts. Covenants have ifs in them. How many of you are married in this place? How many of you need to be married in we have something called what? Vows. What is happening? What happened when you got married? It was a marriage covenant. And your vow was to what? It's interesting. Some of you are struggling with this. I take thee as my beloved to heaven to hold from this day forward, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till God by death doth separate us. Do you hear that bond? Do, do, do you hear the life or deathness that's associated with the covenants? Real trust is born of covenants. And, 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 and I say that again because covenant is simply saying, I love God. You, I give myself to you. And it's, it's a matter of life and death. So, so there was 
the cutting, if you remember, the cutting of, of blood, the bloodshed in covenant making to say, by my own life, by my own death, I swear never to leave you, never to forsake you. Friend, this is not an unpredictable relationship. Listen, our relationship out of which comes trust is not an in or an unpredictable relationship. It isn't that I'm wondering, right? Am I pleasing God? Am I pleasing Him enough? Is, 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 he, in a, is he in a good mood today? Listen, I think you need to write this next part down. Walking in the Spirit is not walking on eggshells. Walking in the Spirit is not walking on eggshells. I'm in covenant. And He, by His being God, cannot leave me. He cannot forsake me. Do you get that? Jesus is not just dropping by and and on um, you know can I give you an expression I really don't like? We've used it, but I don't I don't I really don't like it. When we say, Oh, he showed up. Okay. Mike. You showed up, and when the service is over, you're getting in your car, and you are out of here. But Darcy needs to drive because she'll probably fall asleep. When, when you show up, you, you come in with a, uh, an overnight bag, say, uh, uh, and, and then you're gone. Last weekend, Andre, Von, or two weeks, Andre... Vanzell was with us. He had services with us, and then he was gone. God showed up. And, and I really, forgive me if I'm offending you, but you'll understand what I'm saying when I say I call them silly little words, but they destroy trust. Because if God only shows up, I can't trust him. If all that God does is shows up, I can enjoy it. We had a great time. But you don't trust him because God only shows up. I define God's presence then by how I feel. No, please. I define me by who God is, period. Not by how I feel but by who he is. So, say that with me. So, that was kind of weak. Try it one more time. So, please understand this for a lot of us. There's no fear in being rejected. Mm. There's no fear in being rejected. Friend, religion actually brings about the fear of rejection. 
there are people that are never going to set foot in church again because they feel like they've been rejected. They've messed up. They've blown it. So there's no way God can accept them, love them, work with them. I'll tell you again, there is no fear of being rejected. Friend, understand, we... we <laughs> I want to get off, and, and I want to I cross over the black light puppets and get going on to something here, but, but I'm going to hold it in for right now. What religion, I mean, when, when I say religion actually brings about the fear of rejection, what it does is it fuels your senses that God will not be with me to the end. But the gospel is the absolute guarantee based on the blood of Jesus, that he will never leave you. I mean, it's scriptural. Let's be honest. Read it with me. We've done it before. Let's reread it. Hebrews 13 says, and this is out of the Amplified Version, for he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not, explanation point. Do you realize that, that that amplified right there, that is literal from the Greek. That's not no paraphrase. That is literal from the Greek. That's the only way you can really say this in English. It's a continual negative is what it's called. I will not. I will not. I will not. So, so, so we take comfort. We're, we're encouraged and we confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I'm not going to be seized with alarm. I'm not going to be seized with fear. I'm not going to be seized with dread. I'm not going to be seized with terror. I'm not going to be seized with trouble. What can man do to me? Trust. You know what that means? It means that two are joined as one. It's a shared life. I'm hurt, and the one I trust is hurt with me. Only they can encourage me and give me strength. This verse, our our text that we're talking about, and, and our text from 13 all the way through chapter 17, but that verse in, in 14, the verse in, 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 where you're getting into it, it says, It says that where I am, there you may be also. So Peter, when you're saying, you never knew me, I'm there. I don't walk away. I don't walk away from lost sheep, silly sheep. I'm there. Man, I'd like for you to just take the time to read John, John 
14, 15, 16, 17. It speaks of our union with the Father in Christ. And, and understand, it's seamless. You understand what I mean? As far as me in Christ, Christ in Father, Father in Christ, Christ in me, all made and joined together in the power of the Holy Spirit. Look, it isn't that he's alongside me or has, you know, half of me. I am in him to the point where we cannot really say where he begins and I end. We're in him. It says, I am the vine, right? You are the... Have you ever gone to a vineyard and, and, and take a look at the vineyard and, and the growth of the grapes? And, and try and tell me. Go, go ahead. Try and tell me where the branch begins and, and the vine starts and ends. And you can't. It's one. It's inseparable. Let me illustrate something here if I can. I, and this is more, if you don't, I'm still grasping on this. I'm still chewing over it in my thoughts. During the pandemic and the beginning of it, when stuff started to become, when stuff was being shut down, and I'm stuck in Hungary, and I'm in this hotel room that's about as, it's just as sterile as what it was. My hotel room didn't even have a mattress. It had a mat. And it was made out of boards underneath. It was as uncomfortable as you get. Tile floor, it's all cold, right? No big deal. I'm there in this room, and, and, and I'm okay right now, but I can't get out. Things are happening back home here. And, and the church, you know, we're in a situation where we're going to have to close the church down. I'm in hungry. I need to talk to the board. But I'm in hungry. And they're in Ravenna, Ohio. So we came upon something called Zoom. And so here I am in Zoom, and I'm on this side, and I can see Rick and, and Wayne Larry, and, and these guys, you know, in, 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 in the setting here in, on my screen, and, 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 and I'm there, and there, over there, and, 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 and at the same time, they are immediate to me, and I am immediate to them. Do you get that? At the same time, I am with Larry and, and, and Rick and, and Wayne and Ken and in Ravenna. They are with me in some name I can't pronounce, hungry. And, 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 and as I've gone through this and as I've worked with this, whether it's you know, instant message or whatever it's called, you know, face, I can be in hungry, I can be present in hungry and be present in America and be present in England. Remember Paul Holmes? Yeah, we, we would, mm, I'm getting, I'm, please feel this. 
We're so used to modern technology, we don't even think about it anymore. This is my now. And in my now, like, for example, it's 11-something here, right? It's 5 p.m. in Hungary, and that is now to them as this is now to us. So my now and me setting in my now with all that happens in my now, I have actually come and sat down in Hungary immediately. There are people watching on stream in different states, in different time zones, but it's immediately I am coming and sitting down with them as they are sitting with us immediately. And their now has joined, their now has joined with my now. Immediately. Instantly. What are we saying? I'm saying that we have touched the tip of our little finger to what is the life of God. Listen, I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. In a historical sense, Jesus died 2,000 years ago. We have to emphasize that. That was a historical event. But in the Holy Spirit, he and the entire finished work of Christ is immediately present to me here. The other side of that simply is I am immediate. I am immediately present. I can say, I can say that I am crucified with Christ. He, he died 2,000 years ago. How can you be crucified with him? There is another dimension there that is more real than our time. It's a dimension in which I am immediately present to what we call 2,000 years ago. But what in fact is now into my now. And take my, my present. My present is Ravenna. Yes. But the Holy Spirit is present in Hungary, in England, in Hawaii, where they didn't have time change, all over the place. And friend, what I'm saying is that changes everything. Do you realize that most prayers that have been prayed in the church over the past umpteen years assumes we're not there? That, that's something religion does. I'm not there, so i got to pray out to him somewhere. So we pray to get there. And if we do this and, and do that and, and pray the right words and say the right formulas and come up with the right way of, then we'll get there, which we, we never get there because there's no there to, to, to get. The Holy Spirit is in my now. I'll underscore that, say it, proclaim it, 
The Holy Spirit is in my now. I said, to trust the person has to be there. If you're going to trust, he's got to be immediate to you. He is here. The Holy Spirit. What, what did Jesus say? He said, it's better that I leave so the Holy Spirit will come. And when he comes, something will happen that is greater than what I have done. I really hope you get this. Life in the Holy Spirit is greater than what the historical Jesus did because now we are immediately present to the ascended Jesus in the Holy Spirit. Oh, let that sink in. He is immediately present to all, and he has said, and all that he has done is immediately present to all, the power and all the energy of his love right now. We don't try to get something by doing stuff. But just by realizing, awakening to who he is, that it is so. But friend, he's, he's really here. He's really now. But yet our religious aspect and mindset says, You want to feel something? Come on up. We'll, we'll lay hands on you. You'll feel our little hands all over your head. Do you understand what I'm saying? My heart's troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. And he's saying that to me exactly the way he said it to Peter. I'm not reading something. I'm Hearing him now, 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 now saying to me, he, he said, because he's here and now. It's not words on a page, it's a person who is speaking that word into me. He's saying, Trust me, trust me. Do not let your heart be troubled. You trust in God. You believe. Trust in me. Trust in me. In trusting, I give up control. The imaginations that I think in my head of my strength. I like what Pastor Bruno used to say all the time. My mind is writing contracts that my body can't fulfill. That's what I do. My mind writes contracts of what I'm going to do for God. I'm going to live for God. God, I'll never do it again. God, forgive me. And I'll, I, I, I repent. I, 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 I'm leaving it here at the altar, God. I'm going to be oh, 100%. Boom. I give up control. 
the imaginations of my strength. He is present. He is present in all my times, in all my troubles. And he just says what? Trust me. This isn't a future hope. It's now. Can, can I say this without getting in trouble? <laughs> Probably not. Trust in Jesus and you go to heaven before you die. Trust in Jesus and you'll go to heaven before you die. A living now person is my life and in his strength and in his faith I can let go. <laughs> I can let not my heart. I can disallow. That is not the way it is. That thing can try to Seize me, terrorize me, shut me down. But that's not the way it is. Christ is my life. Let not your heart be troubled. You trust in God, trust also in me. Father, thank you for your word this morning. And thank you for speaking in us, to us reminding us. Heavenly Father, there is that relationship with you. <laughs> you will never leave us or forsake us. You will not release your hold on us. Assuredly not. I will I will not. I will not. Holy Spirit, my biggest fear is that the reality of what the Holy Spirit is saying is falling on dead hearts, dead lives, because religion has calloused the hearts. They've lived so long through the rote repetition. They've lived so long in all these innuendos and, and influences and, and, and being caught that it's all up to them. And, and, and it's not even about trying anymore. It's just simply about you, know, you just, just, just going along, singing a song. And, and we become vulnerable because of that reality of our own strength trying to live it. And we receive into our spirit into our lives, all that the world is trying to pull us into and pull us down. And we become dead to the Spirit of God. And we become fascinated with the dark. We continue to try to live according to our own strengths, even our own promises. And we have failed to realize covenant we have become nothing more than observers looking to be entertained by God not led by the spirit 
led by our senses, led by our attitudes and concepts. And this morning, Lord, you're calling us. We've been in the same place Peter has been literally, even though we might not realize that we've denied you. so with heads bowed this morning for the next moment you're here in this place this morning and honestly there is not a relationship with him if there was you trust him you'd be walking in that trust but all he has been is historical fact and we worship history I thank God for the history don't get me wrong but he's in my present right now right now immediately and for whatever reason You've stood in where you've stood because you know that, man, a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with God, I could never do it. Well, of course you couldn't. I mean, if you could, what would you need him for to begin with? In this place, God's speaking to you right now. And it's simply yourself down. Let me, let me, let me be in your life, be your life. Let me take from you death and place within you. What is this? It's simply a choice to say yes to Jesus and his life in you. And if that's you in this place this morning, right now, ladies, that choice that you're making So if that's you this morning and you're saying yes to that relationship again, would you just, just where you sit, because other people have their heads bowed, but between with where, where you at, like I said, I want to just pray with you. Would you affirm that yes in your heart? Because it's just simply raising your hand for a second and saying, I, I want to pray with you. You're here in this place. I'm going to pray with you. In the name of Jesus. 
Lord, thank you. Thank you. And I'm not thanking you for, oh, I'm thanking you for presence right now for the immediate, for the acknowledging of the trust. Because I know that you are with me. You will never leave me nor forsake me. And I pray for the hearts that have said yes to you this morning. That it's not a matter of trying to figure it out on their end. It's a matter of reality that God's going to love them through. They don't, they don't say yes to you and then try to pick it up to try to live it. No. They say yes to you. And you come into their lives fully through them. It's not by might. It's not by might. But it's by your spirit. So Lord, bless them. Strengthen them and encourage them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say it with me. In the name. All God's people said, Thank you. Stand with me. Stand with me this morning. I cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands.
Trust me, he says. Who's he saying it to? Anybody take their finger? You're going to point at somebody. You just put it right here. Your heart's troubled. It could be about your health. It could be about your kids. It could be about your home, your family, your spouse. It could be financial. It could be about your job. It could be about where life is at right now. It could be you're in the middle of something you never saw coming. It could be that you're walking through issues saying it to you right now in your immediate now he's talking to you he's not saying it 2000 he's right here right now saying let not your heart be troubled trust in God trust God saying that to you this morning, we're going to sing this closing song. And I want to invite you. I want to invite you unashamedly. I want boldly, without reserve. In fact, I want to come down there and yell it in your face as we sing that chorus. Let's step out and sing it together down here. Let's trust him this morning. Let's believe upon him. Because where you're at, he is also. And where you're at, and he is also, he knows the way out. Trust me, he says. As we sing it, let, let's just come. Let's just gather around these altars and worship him for a little while longer. Can we do this together? Oh, praise the His presence as He is in your presence. And nothing is impossible with God. You know, we're so troubled. 
we're still struggling with our promises, our trying to do it, our trying to make it work. And boy, it comes at us left and right, doesn't it? It continually hits us. And we, and we it's, you know, even, even with our family, it's hard because we want to tell them what to do and how to do it. You shouldn't eat that stuff, Leroy. You know that's bad for you, Leroy. Can I say something this morning? There is no time delay in God. We walk in the Holy Spirit, not in our emotions. His goodness and His mercy is long-suffering. He is for you, not against you. There is nothing too difficult for him. He is in covenant obligation that he will not forsake you. If he was to even for a split millimeter second forsake you, he would cease to be God. Do you get that? That's the depth of this thing. And in that not forsaking, it's okay. He is immediately in your presence, in your now, in your trouble, in your circumstance. I am crucified. The life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith. He is my faith. He is my life. We're going to sing this chorus again. As we do, I'm just going to simply ask you to lift up your hands up in the air. And when you do so, I want you to hear him talking. Trust me. Abandon yourself Let it go into the arms of the everlasting God. Oh, you didn't do nothing. Oh, he's doing stuff. Maybe not on your timeline. That's why you got to trust him. That's why you got to abandon him. You got to abandon yourself to him. This morning as we sing it, trust him. Let's abandon to him this morning. Oh, Lord, praise the name of the
got to say one thing because I'm being prompted in my spirit. What's the default of fear? Do you need your notes? Self-pity. And self-pity brings on all that other junk, all that other stuff. Friend, ain't nobody in this place know how to feel sorry for themselves better than me. You ought to see me when I, I don't get my supper. Wine, wine. Just ask my wife. Wine, 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 wine. You understand what I'm saying? There's somebody here. And that fear has produced anything from bitter to anger. And the default of that has been flippant statement that says, I just don't care. I just don't care. It's called giving up to the enemy. The flip side of that is I care. And I abandon myself in His loving grace, His love, which is Someone say amen to that. Okay. Have I talked long enough this morning? Amen. Yes, I know. You know, I'm really having a tough time inside. As a pastor, I've come to realize more and more and more here lately. Much I long for you to know and to understand and to grow. Trust in a relationship grows. And to grow in Him simply means you're trusting in Him more and more and more every day. And as a pastor, I look at this house and I ask, what's stopping the reception of you Holy Spirit the indwelling of, of your, 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 your love your, 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 your peace your assurance your understanding your wisdom your graciousness and that's when he said take a look at them take, just a watch and they're doing things according to the way they're supposed to be done. Well, good for you. How's that working? It's not. It's just simply something you want to try and present to him. And even that's been given up. Friend, shut it down. Do not let your heart be agitated. Messed up again. 
Uh, Dwayne, you're going to mess up this week. You're going to blow it. Your theme song will be, I've been sinking deep in sin. Well, not only stay there, don't let your heart be troubled. Be like, I messed up. Not too late. I made some dumb choices. I got to make some different ones now. But let not my heart be troubled. Yeah, you'll mess up too. He'll mess up. She'll mess up. If you'll mess up, and Liz will mess up. He told me to say that. You do know that, don't you? And you, you might not believe this, but my wife is going to mess up. She will not honor her husband at some point. I think I'm going down today, you know? God, God loves you not with something he has. He loves you because that's who he is. That changes it all. Lord, I pray your blessing and touch upon them. I pray that you continue to grow them, which means trust in a relationship that grows. Lord, again, I pray, I, Of understanding that are open. Holy Spirit, tap us on the shoulder. Let them who have ears hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Ignite them, touch them, favor them, bless them, prosper them, protect them, promote them, increase them, keep them safe. Honor them. Impart your health to them. Wisdom and understanding be theirs. Bless them in their coming ins, their going outs, and all your hand finds for them to do. For yours is the kingdom. Your kingdom. Your power. Give him praise one more time. Can you do that? Amen. These altars are continually open. If you want to continue to pray, we're with you here to pray. God's doing some neat things in people's lives. As we sing it, God bless you. You're dismissed. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God.